Genre. Hello and welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future one f- in the future minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez of, in the news of April 2017. What, what, what? I, I only made sense of about half of whatever you just said. <laughs> what was that? A re... Hold on. Okay, I might be messing up the entire episode, but do we want to this this episode's a little different than than yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to know that Cassandra and Norman aren't here. Oh, so. right. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. So, who are you? So, I'm Scott Corelli. Uh if this is your first episode, well, what do you don't listen to this one. Go listen yeah, to what, another one. What the hell are you doing? What are you If you're just like trying to sample this, this is not a good example. Um, so basically we had Cassandra and Norman yesterday. We have Cassandra and Norman the rest of the week. We had them for today's episode. Uh, but the, there was a bit of a recording storage exporting snafu that resulted in us losing the episode. And this seems to happen about once a movie, it seems like, which does, doesn't it? You know, knock on wood, pretty good odds, to be honest. I mean, Um, out of 300 episodes, you know, right. Right. So congratulations, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That happened yesterday um, or a couple of months ago, whatever. Uh, <laughs> time travel. So, time travel. Uh, so, yeah. So we're re-recording this um, basically a week before it goes out. Uh, so if we're a little off, that's that's why. But we'll. We'll we'll get back to ourselves uh, tomorrow, and and we'll get we'll go back to the past. Casa Norman, um, Casa Norman will will be back with us, right? Exactly, if you and could- and for the rest of the week. But uh, today we're going back to minute seventy seven, and we're actually going back to seventy seven because we've done it before. Yep. Um, we're going back to seven minute seventy seven of Back to the Future Part Three, which starts with. Uh, Doc saying that Clara was the woman of my dreams and ends with uh, Mad Dog kicking his posse awake. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about it. I don't know. That last frame of the henchman getting kicked, he kind of looks like Bradley Whitford. (laughs) He does a little. Yeah. Also, that is like literally the worst way you could wake up, I think. Getting kicked in the stomach. Yeah. Brutally. Oh, that's just, just that's awful with a boot. He's wearing a boot. Yeah. Have you ever been kicked in the stomach, Scott? Probably by like my brothers, like, you know, gotcha, like, yeah, something like that. I, I imagine it's probably yeah. happened. I've suffered some uh, some kicks to the body as a youth while playing uh, football. Oh, but a lot of soccer as a kid growing up and it's it hurts. Yeah. I uh, I imagine so, especially especially when they don't pull the kick, you know. Yeah, yeah, especially because they think they were going, they thought they were going to kick a ball. Right, exactly. <laughs> and instead, they kicked like a chubby eight year old kid. To the, to the, yeah, to the stomach. That's rough. Yeah, that's no sucks. good. <laughs> that's no good at all. Um, 
Yeah, I mean that's that's the worst thing. I I do love uh, I love that the uh, one I I love that these guys just like sleep wherever. <laughs> yeah, um, it's 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 kind of almost like the Lion King. Yeah, I just I wonder what they spend their money on if they're always like robbing <laughs> stuff. Dude, they're always stealing stuff. Um, yeah, I, man, is it just like booze? Booze and whores. Are you ever like super glad that you don't smoke just when you see like like did did, did, did you notice the taxes on cigarettes went up recently? I, I you know, I can tell you that I absolutely did not notice that because I don't smoke. Well, the only reason I, I also don't smoke cigarettes and the reason I noticed was there was a little sign you know, on paper that the poor cashier wrote like there's been an increase. On cigarettes, mm -hmm. it's now eight percent or eleven percent. You are going to it's going to be two dollars more than it was yesterday. And the reason he wrote that note is because the kind of people that are buying cigarettes every day do not like it when their cigarettes are suddenly two dollars more expensive. Yeah. And I watched this poor this I mean, I feel bad for him because I he didn't seem like a healthy dude, but this guy just lost it. Because it just it just ruined his whole day. Yeah. Those two dollars. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so I don't know. It 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 it, it adds up living a, a viceful life. Is that a word? Viceful? Yeah. I mean, I know what it I know what you mean, so I consider yeah. it a word. It's fine. Yeah, it's a word. Sure. <laughs> um I do love the ingenuity of uh tying a rope to two trees and tying all the horses to the rope. Yeah. Whenever I um I remember I think I was watching this movie, but I don't know if it was like a minute after this in my life. But like sleeping outside must have been so crazy because like you're going to sleep and a part mm -hmm. of you is like, OK, let's hope I wake up. Which, yeah, I, I know that's kind of true, like for everyone, but anything could happen to you out there. Yeah, like a, like a, a, a horse can walk on you. Uh, a spider or snake could bite you in your sleep. Yeah. Another host could like slit your throat, <laughs> right? Just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's scary, crazy, scary stuff. Marty, yeah. Marty's sleeping on his gun. He is. That doesn't seem comfortable. Have you have you ever slept on uh, something that was like hard and leather? Oh, uh, you know what's the hi? <laughs> you you know what's the worst is waking up realizing that you have just slept on something for like eight hours yeah like oh yeah have you ever slept on like your wallet or like your keys yeah my keys jesus um yes, you no know. but but you know like as a kid like i fall i've i've used my mom's purse as a pillow before oh like on road trips yeah oh, um man. car naps in the back seat are like i i really envy people who can sleep on uh sleeping cars yeah. Do you see that new uh that new uh it's not a not a carriage, it's like a I guess it's a crib, I guess. But that, that new crib that Ford designed. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Tell me. So so there's uh there like Ford just designed this new crib that um you put your, your baby in it and, and turn it on and it it uh recreates the motion and sound of a, of of driving in a car and it soothes the baby to sleep that is so different than what i was picturing in my head <laughs> okay what happened was you said carriage 
Right. And then I pictured. But like, I said not a carriage because carriages know, are I, movable. I, I thought you when you I thought you I was picturing Ford designed a smart little pod that you could hook <laughs> up to a car and like you can just float in there. <laughs> no way. I just, but I love, I love the idea of of that because, because I just, I'm just picturing like some American version of like Jor-El and Lara, like putting, (laughs) yeah, like being held up in a 7-Eleven and putting their child to go, go. We can't do anything for him now. (laughs) We have to let him go, Lara. <laughs> just goes to a random house. Yeah. The f- what the hell is this? It just this? drives into traffic. There's a baby in my driveway. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the Kents are like the people that live across the street. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. He has no powers whatsoever. Just a baby. He's, He's just a baby. Oh man. Um so yeah. Yeah, but, no, it's it, it it recreates the the like the motion of like a car or whatever. Do you think um, if so so that that so that could be something about the future. You think Doc yeah. could tell the the <laughs> what is he a, a, a nail salesman? I forgot what he was. It really does uh barbed barbed wire, barbed wire right. salesman. It really does seem like um, the kind of thing that would have been in Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, see, that's the kind of future shit I'm talking about. Yeah, like let's let's focus on making stuff more futury. Yeah, because apparently the purpose of the thing is that like parents were waking up in the middle of the night and driving, dri- putting their kid in the car and that's like driving. Like, oh yes, yeah, to put their kid to sleep, mm-hmm. and and then they were like crashing and killing themselves and their kid. Um, because they were like falling asleep in the car. Right, right, right. Because it'd be so like late at night or whatever. Right. So this was like a sa- It's like a safety thing. But um, yeah, it sounds like a Shark Tank invention almost. It really does. Um, speaking of which, I just watched the greatest <laughs> reality show I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Have you heard of the Toy Box? No. What is that? It's Shark Tank. Only the inventors are toy inventors. <gasps> and the they have to go through two panels. The first panel are three people from Mattel. Uh, and if they pass that panel, they go in front of a panel of judges that are all children. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. No, it's 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 incredible. Like, oh. I'm going to watch every episode. And I don't watch reality shows. Like, yeah. I... I am vehemently against yeah. reality shows, but like this is too brilliant of a concept. Were you? Oh, did you, oh, did you discover that with Bethany? Yeah, That's we watched. Cool. It. We saw it on Hulu, and I, I, she was in the kitchen, and I, I read her the description, and she was like, "Can we watch that right now?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> um, and we did, and it was amazing. The kids on it are incredible. There's one kid in particular that is. Just the most incredible kid you've ever met. Like (laughs) he's like seven years old and he was like, I know toys like the back of my hand. Like you see this scar treadmill accident. (laughs) And he's just like this fat little redheaded kid. (laughs) 
It's amazing. He like he talks like Mickey Rooney. Like it's amazing. So 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 it's uh so it's like Shark Tank. It's the same kids every episode. Yeah. Oh, as as far awesome. as I know, we, there's only been one episode, but they had like really dramatic uh, introductions that were like part of like uh, an opening credit montage. Oh, so, yeah. like, so you're like, these kids are in. The, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're they're in there. It's um, not Xander's friend in the Buffy right. pilot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spoilers for the Buffy pilot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. So, uh, okay. Doc is in a bad way. Yeah, he is. Um, and he's talking to this, uh, barbed wire salesman, um, who who I I, tell if he is duplicitous or not. Yeah. Um, well, so I looked up, uh, the barbed wire salesman, the barbed wire salesman is played by Richard Dysert. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, he is, He's done uh, a lot of things. Um, he was in the Spawn animated series and Batman the animated series. So he he did some uh, voice work. He also was in Castle in the Sky. He played Uncle Palm. Oh, fun. In uh, Castle in the Sky. He's most known for playing Leland McKenzie in L.A. Law. Mm, uh, never watched it. No, I mean, I, I mean, it ended in 94, but uh, it was he was on it for a really long time. Uh, and he, uh, I think he, he, let's see, did he die? Yeah, he died. Did he? Wait, maybe he didn't. Hold on. Well, in a way. <laughs> in a way, we all die. Yeah, well, um, not in a way, literally, but you yeah, know, it's the power he of did, He did die. He died, um, actually, uh, like almost exactly two years ago. Well, we wish him a safe journey. Yeah. I well I think he's already wherever he was supposed to be. You think you you don't think it takes that long? No, I don't you know <laughs> I don't think I don't think it takes that long. Also, I don't know that time has any meaning when you're dead. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine it's like, hey man, welcome to welcome to the afterlife. Oh sweet. Uh it'll take about two two solid years of <laughs> solid like driving Yeah. Solid two years of driving. That would that's, be miserable. That's what you want after like 85 plus years of hard life. It's just more crap. waiting. More waiting. Yeah. Well, terrible. So um, you, it seems like the thing that I always learn about camping outside is that simple things do you take for granted when you're living in a, in a house or in an apartment is simple things like going to sleep or waking up in the morning become and like work or or chores. So like, I don't know. I like the idea of the Biff Tannen gang having to like actually set up a campsite, like use teamwork for like three minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, although, you know, they would all be doing it and, uh, and, and, and Buford would just be watching. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do it better. Yeah. (laughs) Where am I going to kick my feet up? I'll kick one of you. <laughs> you bastards. Do you, do you think, do you think that guy has a broken rib on, on impact? Ooh, I don't know. It does look like he pulls it, but I don't know. I don't know if that's mad dog or if that's, you know, that's Thomas. Wilson. Thomas Wilson. Yeah. Actually pulling the kick so that he doesn't. Hurt yeah. <laughs> um, but in any event, uh, 
So I looked up, I wanted to look up the history of barbed wire. Please. Because this guy is, uh, he's, you know, he's selling, um, he's a barbed wire salesman. So I wanted to, I wanted to look up and see like, what, what was, uh, what, what, where did barbed wire come from? So apparently, um, barbed wire, like no one's totally sure where it came from. Uh, I like that. for sure. But, uh, it was in like 18, looks like 1865. Um, 1865 is when it was no first patent in the United States was 1867, oh. uh, in Kent, Ohio. So and he, he is regarded as the inventor, despite the fact that, uh, barbed wire was brought to the Argentine Pampas in 1845 by an Englishman named Richard Newton. Oh, so no one knows where it came from. Like so I, no, no one knows if Richard Newton invented it or, or if there was just two people with the same idea across the world or what happened. 20 years is not that's so it's still a relatively new invention. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's like dipping. It's like dipping dots. Yeah, it's either twenty or I mean, you know, if if Newton was bringing it to the Argentine Pampas in forty five, then it's forty years old. But even forty years old, especially back then when That's when com- when true. communication wasn't uh, at the level of 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 speed speed that it is yeah, now. I'm still, I'm still on millennial time. Yeah, right. Um, 40 years is nothing really back then. That's true. You know, you're lucky to get anything accomplished in 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's what's interesting job, though, right? is, uh, this guy. So this guy in, um, in, uh, 67 mm-hmm. who did, uh, the first patent, um, Lucian Smith, uh, he became, Let's see. So, so he invented it and then he sold the concept to four guys okay. in, uh, in, in 1973. And the four guys were Joseph Glidden, Jacob Hache, Charles Francis Washburn, and Isaac L. Elwood. Solid, I was, I was American not, name. I was not stuttering. His name is Isaac L. Elwood. Oh yeah. Man, I miss names like that. Yeah. Um, so they were, they are called the big four of barbed wire. (laughs) That's, that's again, like that's, that's like so American. It's almost, it seems like something that would be in a Coen brothers movie. Yeah. We are the barbed wire Kings of Minnesota of the, of the country. We're the big four barbed wire. Yeah. So, so they all met and they decided that William H. John Goodman and um, he's still alive in this universe. Pat Healy. Right. Okay. Um, So each of them, uh, they, they met in 1873 and together the four of them, which all had, they all had similar ideas for barbed wire. Now, now keep in mind, this is after someone already patented a version of barbed wire in 67, but they have nothing to do with that person. Um, they each invented barbed wire on their own, different okay. different versions of barbed wire. Just one of those coincidences in history. Right. 
Um, and they all they all came together because they were each selling their version of barbed wire at a fair in Illinois. Um, and they realized that they were all sort of doing a similar thing when they realized that they weren't all ripping each other off and that it was all uh-huh. just a coincidence. Yeah. They decided to come together and take the best parts of each of their designs until they had what was called, quote unquote, the winner which is the model of barbed wire that we have now, which is the, the wire, the wire wrapped with the, with the metal thorns. Oh, oh, so it was kind of like, um, so each of those versions had one of those parts. Yeah. Yeah. Well had like different, yeah. Had different elements. Like one of them with um, unnecessary parts shoved in. Right. So like one of them was just a wooden strip with metal points sticking out of it. So it was like, I mean, it was basically like, you know, in a, in a, in a video game when you get like a bat with nails nailed into it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that was his, the first version of barbed wire. (laughs) Good. Um, so, so anyway, first try, right. Uh, so they got together Took them a year, and they came up with the winner design. Um, patented this wire in uh, November of 1874, and then the four of them went their separate ways, and basically created each created their own company and sort of like had a handshake deal where like they were they were all they basically all agreed like we're gonna have our own businesses, but we're not gonna sue each other. Cool. All right. Cool. <laughs> So they each took uh, a section of America. So one one guy went to the northeast, one guy went to the north south, one guy went to the to the um or or yeah, the 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 north uh northeast, northwest, southwest, southeast, right? Yes. And they basically started selling their barbed wire not to people who wanted barbed wire, but to salesmen. Okay. Yeah. So they all started, uh, they basically had this product and they were like, you become a salesman, create your own company and then sell and manufacture this barbed wire and give us, you know, part of the profit. Like, you know, like a, like Like a a pyramid scheme, basically like a, like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. But legitimate, you know, cause it's like a legitimate product. Um, by 1899, there were more than 150 companies manufacturing barbed wire. Wow. All but five went out of business. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, you know, so things really haven't changed. No. So, you know, it, it, so there was like, there was an explosion. Mm-hmm. Some, some hardworking, some entrepreneurial people got together. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like it kind of bottomed, it kind of bottomed out. So what, what part of the journey do you think this character is on right now? Well, this what is this is the this is well, this is after they went their separate ways in seventy four, yeah, and I'm before uh, before all of these companies went bankrupt in eighteen ninety nine. So he's probably one in, of those one hundred and fifty companies. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So he doesn't know, man. It's like it's like this is he doesn't know the crap. bubble's gonna burst. Yeah, this is before the crash. Right. And the, so the barbed bad. wire crash. <laughs> the great barbed wire the, crash of the late 1880s. The, yeah, the, the, the barbed wire crash of 1899. <laughs> I remember where I was. 
<laughs> and the great Bob Wire. I was trying to sell Bob Wire like a damn fool. <laughs> and as the barbed wire slid out of my hands, I fell to my knees. <laughs> and I said, ouch, that hurt. That was barbed wire. That hurt a lot. <laughs> Actually, I've heard that that's what American Pie is really about, the song. <laughs> uh, it's about the great barbed wire market crash. Oh, man. Right. Oh, well, this was a good See- minute. Yeah, see, I mean, you know that Doc is in a, in a rough place because he's just going to tell this guy all about the future. Which is, like, his biggest rule. Yeah. But he doesn't care about anything. Yeah. Which um, is so crazy because the whole reason he broke up with Claire was because he cared about messing stuff up. And now he doesn't care about messing stuff up. It's like, well, then just go back to Clara. I don't, I don't know, yeah. man. Like, like, you're screwing stuff up either way. It's, like, classic... I mean, it, you know, it's classic destructive behavior. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. All right. Well, uh, I think that uh, that about does it for uh, for 77. The redo. You did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Do you pronounce that? Do you pronounce that? Like, it, is redux? Is that pronounced redux? Or do you I've pronounce always- it? Do you pronounce it redo? Because it's like a French word or something. I have always said apocalypse now redo. Okay. That's how I say it. But then yeah. I also say get I also say gif. Well, that's correct though. Yeah, but the, the, some people say gif. Yeah, but and- they're wrong. Cuz cuz the g the g in gif is short for graphic. So it's a guh sound. Mhm. It's guh. Not not graphic. No, cuz it's not giraffe. Giraffic. Yeah, it's it's graphic, so it's guh. Yeah, I had this discussion with a friend of mine. Uh, I have a friend named Caleb Wall, and so my my nickname for him that I shot at him yesterday was K Wall. I was like, "Hey, K Wall, pass me that uh, like the dice because we're playing Dungeons and Dragons." I love that, and I if this story doesn't end with him embracing you and embracing his new nickname, I'm going to be very upset. So he he was fine with K Wall, okay. But our other friend Hunter was like. It isn't, but he was like, Caleb isn't spelled with a K though. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to call him Kawal. I'm going to call him K-Wall. But it's spelled, but it's spelled, if if this were a script, I would spell it C-A. C-A or C-A-Y, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. K-C-Wall. C C space bar wall. Right. Anyway, language. (laughs) He was probably thinking K-Stew. K-Stew. Yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably what he was thinking. Knowing knowing him, knowing you as well as he does, that's probably what he thought you were referencing. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that's where my mind would have went at first. You're like, oh, like Kristen Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> your favorite actor. Right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, when we uh, so you'll never hear from us again, but. But, you know, tomorrow you'll, you'll you'll hear from us again in around like minute 97 or something like that. Yeah, you'll, you'll catch up with that. If you like if you like this version of Nick and Sky, you'll catch up with us again. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So. T- so enjoy. Enjoy February, Nick and February, Scott. Yeah. Uh, go easy on them. They still think that Steve Bannon is on the National Security Council. Mm-hmm. You've got that. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, well, uh, so enjoy. We'll, we'll talk you talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk to you in the future or the past. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, oh, and, Nick, and then Cassandra and Norm. What if like, what that, that line? That line is. Uh, well, I'll see you in the future or the past. Exactly. What if it was like, I'll see you in the future or the past? And he was like, whatever. whatever. <laughs> just walked away. Just talks like over it. Yeah. Whatever. Marty, Marty I get it. I get, I get what you're talking about. <laughs> I hate yes, you're travel. very clever. I hate time travel. <laughs> it's just, he's so upset that he's not going to be able to experience time travel for another 30 years. <laughs> oh, it's whatever. Uh, all right. Well, have a good day. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you tomorrow.